Well, hello today. This is uh, Bishop Harry Wood, and uh, we're coming back to you with Foundational Faith today. And we just want to say that we're excited to be back and uh, to do another episode. And we have been doing a series that we have called Unleashing Faith or Be Leashed with Doubt. This is part four. I want to say that I appreciate everyone that has been uh, following our podcast and our uh, videos on YouTube. And uh, by uh, uh, opportunity, uh, we'd like to ask you to uh, continue to view. But also, we want to give you an invite to subscribe uh, to our podcast if you're using one of the uh, podcast uh, uh, formats, uh, such as Spotify or Anchor, uh, Overcast, I believe it is. Uh, There's several. I don't have the list right in front of me. I know that uh, iTunes were on. And uh, you can just Google us and find us with foundational faith. That's Bishop Harry Wood. Well, let's go into our scripture today. And as we do, we have been uh, looking at a passage in Matthew's gospel, chapter number 14. And we started with verse number 22. I'm not going to rehearse all the scriptures today, but I do want to encourage you to read uh, the passage of scripture, Matthew 14, verses 22 through 36. We do not uh, attempt to uh, exhaust this today, and we can't exhaust the Word of God anyway, but it's a, it's a thrill, and it's a challenge, and it's a uplifting to be able to uh, look at the Word of God, share the Word of God, expound on the Word of God, practice the Word of God, live the Word of God, have the Word of God uh, take action in our lives. And uh, we've been speaking about the life of uh, Christ and the disciples and how that they were now on this uh, transition from where uh, the the the, the uh, five thousand had been fed plus uh, five thousand plus, and uh, now that they are uh, have been sent out over to uh, the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus is somewhere praying. So, not rehearsing all of this, but getting to a new thought today. We want to consider what begins to take place after the storm has arose on this body of water that we have expounded on in the past. And we see that uh, we, in the rims and, and, and in the aspect of speaking about faith, we see that they recognize that it is Jesus when he come to them in the third and between the third and uh between 3 a.m. and 6 uh, p.m., uh, excuse me, 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., which would have been the fourth watch. I'll get my threes and my fours and fives and six and everything straight here in a minute. But uh, with that said today, we we realized that they even thought that maybe something in the su- uh, supernatural of that, of uh, uh, the sci-fi or whatever was taking place when Jesus is stepping out of the water, walking uh, from the place where he had been praying across the water to to reach them, storm arises, and they recognize that it's him. And Jesus Himself speaks words of encouragement uh, to these that are on the boat, these disciples. And we, I think we, they somewhat where we concluded last time in verse number twenty-seven. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, "Be of good cheer; it is I. Be not afraid." Now, what I want to transition to is thank the, thank goodness there's times that in the midst of wherever we're at and we are needing to just exercise whatever faith level we're in, uh, that there may even come an 
in, in this middle of whatever you are going through right now uh, or transitioning in ministry or, or life's uh, events, that your faith will have an opportunity to be tried and tested. It may not be pleasant, but then again, it could be, it could be uh, an interesting uh, concept that takes place. And I find this interesting with what takes place here. And as we get into the transition of our passage of scripture today, we see that, excuse me, in verse number 28, it says, and Peter answered him and he was speaking to Jesus. He answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now, there's several ways we could look at that. And was this was this a test that Peter was testing to make sure uh, that it was the Lord. They'd heard the voice and uh, they'd heard the the, the uh, encouragement of the Lord himself. But Peter says, if it's you, Lord, let me come on the water. Now, Peter was setting himself up to exercise faith here uh, that I find interesting. And so we find as we read on, and it says in verse number 29, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, whether you believe that this actually took place or not, that's beside the point, because I don't think that any of us can deny that there is things that happen that we cannot understand that has to be supernatural or is beyond our comprehension of understanding. But there, again, going back to this passage of scripture, I actually believe that this event took place. I believe that it was a test of Peter's faith. And Peter actually brought it about with asking the Lord, if it be you, let me come on the water. And we see that what transitions here is that Jesus said, come, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, we actually can understand that he steps out of the boat, steps on water that's troubled, and he is in the process of going to Jesus, going to Jesus. Now, this is something that we see faith in action taking place. Um, we, we begin to see some things take place that are uh, understandable, uh, we, we began to see that uh, uh, Peter's, uh, Peter's faith was tested with the very presence of that, that Jesus was there. His very presence of, of the storm. Uh, and so that's interesting within itself. So we find um, that our faith um, is something that we need to walk in it is an action it is something we take and we carry out to do um i believe that the even the walk itself was a test the walk on the water was a test faith itself is a walk and uh this walk or this uh this walk was a walk uh that actually defied unnatural laws it was unnatural for a man to walk on water now uh, Jesus was being the Son of God, the Creator that that actually created the waters and and and, and separated the the firmaments and 
So it was not something of, of some great significance. Well, it is of great significance, but I mean, what I mean is that it's not something that, that, uh, uh, we can, uh, uh, we can separate the differential from the natural to the supernatural. We can see that it would have been obvious for Jesus to do that, being that he actually created the, the fountains of water. But us in the natural law is something that we, 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 we don't see. And, uh, so faith actually sub, uh, supersedes that of natural law. Uh, the walk was a walk of looking at the natural. And it was because Peter begins to look not in the continuance of walking to the master of the sea, but he begins to see what's going on around him. He already knew the storm was there. This moment of faith that he stepped out of the boat, started to walk into Jesus, it super it superseded everything that was going on around him. But we find that in the transition of this walk where he's at, and see, this is where we have to safeguard, and I'm going to elaborate on a couple things here in just a second or a few moments. And uh, we see that verse number 30, but when he saw, well, Actually, what he was doing was walking. He was defying natural laws by faith, and he was in the presence of the actual one that actually could supersede the natural laws. And we find that Peter begins to look at what's going on around him instead of continuing to stay focused on what was before him and whose presence he was in. With that thought in mind, we see that Peter here in verse number 30 says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. Now, there's a very, there's a couple very important things that needs to be noted in verse number 30. First of all, we need to realize, yes, the natural was going on, Peter was aware of the natural things that was going on before he ever stepped out of that boat. The next thing is that once he turned and looked away from the walk of faith that he was in and began to walk back into the natural things, we see that doubt began because fear and doubt work together. He was unleashing faith when he stepped into the walk of faith, but he began to be leashed when he began to fear what was going on around him. That's what we need to uh, concentrate on today is we do not allow even the circumstances around us to begin to leash us with doubts and fears. Now, the natural gives a call for us to begin to question. But see, when he recognized who had told him to come, and that's where we've got to stay focused, who has called us to come to him? We need to, we need to reemphasize in our lives that we are in his presence. Even in the, in the midst of trouble, he's present. Hallelujah. For the believer, definitely. 
And, and this is one of the things that I want to reemphasize today. That's why it's so important that we continue to stay focused on the word of God, the promises of God, re, uh, re, uh, re-studying them and uh, rehearsing them and uh, praying the scriptures and finding uh, writers that, that write, that will build our faith up, uh, the very word of God. Uh, I think I've mentioned it in the past, and if anyone's interested, you can contact me. Uh, I will be more than happy to help you put a, a material in your hands, the New Testament scriptures on healing uh, by a dear minister friend of mine, Tony McCandless, and uh, very reasonable price. Uh, and that's my medicine cabinet. And I don't uh, want to go into all that today as far as uh, my diagnosis that had been and things of that nature. But uh, but what I want to say is we have to stay with those things continuing to be applied, to be applied, rehearsed in our spirit. I go back and I read uh, things that I have journaled over the last uh, four years, uh, especially the last four years. And uh, it's not that, it, that that I may not know that scripture or have that scripture in my heart, but it's like there's a moment in that moment that I go back and I read something that I have actually penned that the Lord gave me or elaborated on a passage of scripture. It begins to lift me up. It begins to... Um, it begins to exhort me. It begins to lift my faith up, to lift my faith up. And so we see that Peter was walking, but he began to walk away from the fact of what he knew the master had said unto him. And it was come. It was come uh, to him. He said, come. And, and Peter went down on the water and began to walk. Then he saw the storm. And then another important thing is when he began to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. At that moment, Peter did not have a lifeline, uh, a natural lifeline being thrown to him. Matter of fact, I, I have said this before in a message that I preached to a church that I pastored. I think it would be interesting if we could see what was going on on the boat. Because, see, that's another thought that I want to leave in your thoughts today is what was going on with that boat with all of the uh, associates and acquaintances uh, that Peter had on the boat. I can just imagine some of the things that could have been said or the expression, some of them, well, I can't believe Peter's going to do this as soon as Peter said what he said. And then the astonishment, the amazement uh, when for that split second, if we could see this in slow motion, Peter's walking on the water. I could just see maybe the faces. Just imagine the faces, the facials of these other disciples and the astonishment when Peter's walking on the water. And then I can hear it. I can hear it. And I know we pick on old Thomas sometimes, but, but maybe Thomas. I knew he couldn't do it. I knew he wouldn't do it. I knew it wouldn't work when he started sinking. But there again, thank God that Peter knew who to cry out to. And folks, even in a moment that our faith is tested or, or a doubt tries to arise, that's what we've got to do. We've got to cry out to the Lord. 
We've got to come back and cry out to him because he's the one that saves us. The Bible even talks about how that we're to pull down strongholds. Listen, folks, there's I'm not exempt. There's not been times that I have not um, had something come to me and, and, and try to question my faith, even with what I know that God has done in my physical body of healing. But I have to go at that moment and pull that stronghold down. I have to have my mind renewed in Christ. And it's going to be renewed by what Christ said, what the word of God said. Jesus said to Peter, come. That right there, in the midst of wind, water, whatever, is a comfort. It is a consolation. Before we close today, I want to just mention just a couple other things. Uh, or, or Well, maybe uh, just a, a couple things here. It says uh, something I've wrote down here that I think we need to remember is that uh, this walk, if we take, take this walk, that Peter uh, was in, there's a lot of things that we could kind of consider how our faith might respond, how our faith might respond if we don't stay focused on what we heard the master say. We could begin to think about, uh, and our faith could be measured by the speed of the wind, the speed of the wind. How it said it was boisterous. Uh, we could begin to think about how uh, high the waves are and try to calculate that. Now, maybe for a surfer, it might have been nice to know how high they were and to to want to attempt. But uh, at this moment, our faith may want to be calculating uh, if we're not careful and we're not focusing on what the master said to come. We focus on how high the waves are then we could even be considering how deep the water is if I go down. How deep is this body of water? And then here's another thing. Peter, at this point, we don't necessarily see how that he might could have got back to the boat. Definitely on his own. And the other thing is, if you are overthrown or fall off or, or leave a boat on a body of water, a lot of times the next thing of survival is how far am I from land? How far am I from actual land? So there's a lot of things that we can begin to put into the equation that will affect our faith. And these things may be important questions. They may be important factors. But when we're realizing with life and death and supernatural and Operating in a walk of faith on a on a consistency, we need to realize that we have to have the foundational, fundamental foundation of where our faith lies. It's got to come back to what the Word of God says. I'm going to close with this thought. That's why it's so important for us as believers to actually take and stay with the word of God.
find those things that Christ, his word, teaches us. And folks, run with it, stay with it, digest it, eat it, live it, breathe it, speak it when everybody else won't speak it. And I'm going to tell you, you will see results. And one of the greatest things, first of all, you will see and experience the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You will experience the peace of God as his child, even in the midst of whatever's going on. I pray this has been an encouragement. We will have another part of this, and uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Please let us know. Uh, you can contact us at PastorHarry8700 at Yahoo.com. Also, we can be found on uh, uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, Harry Wood. Uh, we're in the Germantown, North Carolina area of the great United States of America. And, and we're just believing God's going to give us viewers uh, all around the world that will benefit from these videos and these teachings and these studies. Again, remember, if you have not subscribed, subscribe to your favorite uh, uh, format of how you're receiving these. Send it out, share it uh, to somebody else you know that can benefit. And uh, you're in our prayers. God bless you today. And have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you.